0: Two questions for this installment of Walking with Brandon. I try to get these walks in in-between gym days. It's cold out here. My feet are freezing. I don't know how long I can do this. <laughs> should have worn some better socks. So i got two questions I'm going to tackle here. I'm going to try to do it quickly so my hand doesn't freeze to death. Number one. A gentleman asked about sales scripts. Number two. Another gentleman asked about camping lists and camping gear. So I'm going to take those two in turn. The first you're likely to be more interested in. So, number one. Sales scripts. So there are a variety of things that you can do in your sales process to make it more persuasive. When people say, I need sales scripts, what they really mean to say is, I need something that will help make folks buy more uh, from me more often and at higher prices. That's the goal, okay? Uh, To have the largest transaction size, the highest ethical charge rate, to have the optimal close rate. Not the highest close rate, optimal close rate. So when you look through that lens, when that becomes the objective, it really changes what you're there to do, right? You're no longer there to just give somebody a price as quickly as possible in whatever manner is the most convenient for you, but rather you're there to get an outcome that's financial, for the most part. Scripts, or what you say verbally, is only a small part of the sales process. And there's a saying in marketing that um, good marketing, good advertising is just salesmanship in print. It's what a persuasive person would say if they were sitting kneecap to kneecap with someone and if they were making an argument on why they should buy this or that service. Switch hands here because this one's frozen. (laughs) Nothing but sacrifice for walking with Brandon, especially up here on the mountain this time of year. So, it's just one part. And scripts can be used in a number of different ways and in a number of different ways. Times rather. So the first script you're going to use is the call intake script. How you answer the phone, those first few sentences out of your mouth, really make a difference. For example, you might answer the phone, uh, "Thank you for calling Brandon Lewis Painting, uh, where we have background check painters you can trust and the area's tightest ironclad warranty." This is Susie. How may I help you? That's a lot better than grunting. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Brandon's painting, which is how most painters answer the phone. That's about how they answer the phone. How you ask people questions, the information you relay to them before you even go see them to set the tone of what's going to go on, right? When I think about scripts, I think about things that are said verbally, okay? But an email can be a script or a template, and a text message, your sales presentation, your company story, your consumer buyer guide. It's all just marketing, right? Right? all the way down to your name tag. It's just marketing, okay? So how you talk to people on the phone really matters. If you really want to see somebody who does a good job of this, call up your area's best plastic surgeon and and go in and talk to them about a procedure. See all the hoops. See everything that they walk you through. See how they talk to you during your case study appointment and probably a callback appointment. These are things that that are not done in a cavalier fashion. They're not done differently. They're based on a standard of outcomes. So that call script is really important because it sets the tone for things. The other script that you're going to need is what I refer to as your overview script. And that's what happens the first seven minutes that you're at the appointment where you talk to the client about what's going to happen while you're there You future pace the outcomes, and you get their commitment. That's another script. Okay, this is what we're going to do today. Here's why we're going to do it this way. This is the kind of attention I need. This is the time of time commitment. At the end of this time, I'm going to give you a detailed printed proposal on the spot. I'm going to walk you through it line item by line item and uh, answer any questions you might have. And if you want to get on the production schedule, we'll take a deposit and... Have you signed the contract, and that'll save your spot in the queue. Does that sound good to you? Okay, let's get going. Now, not everybody takes deposits. I'm not recommending that you do. Some people do. I never did. But I can see arguments for both sides of it. There are two other scripts. I would say the presentation of the actual estimate is its own script. And then you have frequent objections... If somebody objects based on price, objects based on some kind of recurring reason, you need to write that question down, that objection down, and you need to formulate your very best reply, and it needs to be in writing. Now, should you stumble through scripts like a robot? No. But if you know the material well enough, you'll get basically the effect of the script without it being scripted, without it feeling weird or awkward. Okay, The thing about practicing something over and over again, like scales on a guitar, is that it starts off mechanical and then it turns into something that's natural and adaptive, which is what you want. Another script is your company story. What are the 7 to 12 things that make your painting business better or different than the typical painting contractor? And it needs to align with the things that we know based on research consumers of professional painting services want. And then you need the i got to think about it script. And that's the script that you need to say to people when you leave a consumer buyer's guide after you've instructed them how to hire a professional painting contractor about how they need to go about acquiring information to make this decision and what the standard of a qualified painting professional is. That's an important script. If you don't have that, they may buy for... wrong reasons and not even know it i'm changing colors here it's getting so dark all right camping gears and lists i had uh, a member ask me said do you have a camping list you could email me and i did and if you've got questions you want answered on walking with brandon just email them brandon at paintersacademy.com brandon at paintersacademy.com or post them in the comments section below this video and don't forget the painting profit summit when you look at this, it'll probably be about 60 days away. It's our 8th annual. It'll be a gathering of some of the most successful painting contractors in the world. You don't want to miss it. Go to paintingprofitsummit.com. Get your details. See? I'm even risking being ran over out here to bring this to you. It's very important. Camping lists. So the best advice I ever got on how to put together a camping list or either... Uh, or even how to, go, uh, how to go about packing for a backpacking trip or anything like that. Well, so my father-in-law, who is an avid camper just like I am, an avid hiker, we just actually hiked a, a, a small piece of the Cumberland Trail this last weekend. And by the way, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, he said, what you want to do is you want to think about your camping list like you think about your house. You got your living room. Where are you going to sit? Do you need a little table to keep your stuff on? Uh, What are you going to do for entertainment? Your bathroom. How are you going to use the bathroom? How are you going to stay clean and comfortable? And then you need to think about your kitchen. And then you need to think about your closet. I thought, that is pretty darn good. Your bathroom, your kitchen, your living room, and your closet. And that's how you put your uh, list together. Okay. And then, of course, when you go camping, you've got additional things that you normally don't have to contend with. Like heat and electricity uh, and water. Uh, <laughs> you have to bring your own, right? You can't just plug it into the wall. And so that means that you may have to have energy so- sources or tools that help you gather those while you're out in the woods. So if you're putting together a camping list, uh, that's the way to do it. And I believe you should have one for backpacking, and I believe you should have one if you're car camping. And I just print that puppy off, you make it once, and you use it over and over again. Over and over again, so you can leave in a heartbeat. And you can leave with the confidence of knowing you've got everything you need, or you'll know immediately what you need to get on the way out. Now, why would I apply something that rigid and inflexible to something as fun and spontaneous as camping? Because it makes the camping better. I can spend more time doing the thing that I want to do and not the thing that I don't want to do, which is to try to remember everything I need. So business systems and your painting business work the same way. Anything you do repetitively over and over again that significantly influences uh, your financial success or uh, your day-to-day enjoyment of running your business... It needs to have a checklist, it needs to have a tool, it needs to have a process. You may think you're saving time by avoiding all that, but I ain't seen that happen yet. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you're preparing for a very Merry Christmas. I hope to get another one of these in before the Yule Tide season. Brandon Lewis here with the Painters Academy. If you need help, if you need help, just email Brandon at PaintersAcademy.com. I'd be happy to set up a call with you. I hope to see you at the Painting Profit Summit. And please do hit the subscribe button. We're running out of light over here, people. Please do hit the subscribe button. Uh, Please do give us your comments. And if you find this to be helpful, share it on social media. Take care, guys. Love you, mean it. See ya.